0: Abide with me, abide with me.
1: This is the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the executive director for, for Influencers Global Ministries in Bendville, Arkansas. And I'm back with Rocky Fleming, our founder. Welcome, Rocky.
2: Thank you, Brian. Good to be here.
1: Yeah. And we, uh, it's still uh, February, Rocky. So it's still uh, Valentine's month. And we, so it's not too late to talk about uh, love. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think we were, we were prompted about by today's uh, topic by one of our guys uh, the other day that was just sharing a little testimony about himself. And, and, and he was talking about how he had found it hard to feel God's love maybe because of maybe some tough circumstances and different things that happened in his life. And, and it seemed like he recognized that that was affecting his ability to love people around him too. And, and, and so he was just trying to Figure out is it just something with him you know and and maybe he just has a hard time dealing with people or or is it being blocked because of him not understanding god's love for him and so it was kind of an interesting um uh, testimony the guy gave, and it just prompted and stirred us up to think about a little bit about that and we it it kind of brought me in my thinking and Rocky, you can give your twist on what you heard, but uh It brought me to the thinking about um, the great, what they call the great commandment. And this is when uh, you find this in Matthew, different places, but in Matthew uh, 22 and 34, um, actually 35, 36, they said, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Like, almost like they were wanting to pick one. And he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and then he throws in, and the second is like it: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. And so, um, there's a, there's this connection between the loving others and the loving God, and and also fulfillment of the law, and and uh, and somewhere in all that, there, abiding is is blended in there too. I think Rocky, there's so much going on in that yeah. little. Few verses. So, what? What's your first of all? If you want to comment on what we heard the other day on that testimony, but but anything you want to jump in on? Well, the first
2: thing is is this uh, Valentine month thing you were talking about, <laughs> there. and uh, you know what came to my mind is actually that the valentine the Valentine season begins in December and uh, and it comes to a crescendo on, on Easter. Why do I say that? Because in december we have christmas and and what do we have there for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and so we see the introduction of god's love at, at, at the cradle the birth of christ and then mm-hmm. through through the next few months we we will we will now be thinking about that and revisiting that and then on easter we're going to come to the crescendo of god's love and that is the resurrection it gives us uh, the right and the ability to to be adopted by God and to enter into his love as a father, uh, as a papa. Mm. And so the love, the love season is we're right in the middle of it. That's the first thing <laughs> I think of. <laughs> That's right. As far as the man that you're talking about. Uh, you know, there's there was a lot of mixed things going on there. There, there are issues that are you know, hard to explain. I think I think one of the, the things that God has shown me is that the orphan spirit that we oftentimes have that gives us more of a, a hindrance in being able to come into that intimate love with God is self-imposed. And um, I could say that we're a victim of the orphan spirit because that means we're a victim of the world actually. Most of us had it. We 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 feel like that uh, that uh, we have a, a, no reason to be entering into the, that deeper love relationship with God because we feel unworthy to be loved. We can receive His love from a distance. We can receive His word with the, uh, His His love through the word and theology. Uh, we can uh, believe it, uh, but not necessarily practice it. But to enter into it, to enter into that love that He wants to give us. It's going to have to, we're going, it's going to require us to abandon our perspective and our identity of the orphan and fully embrace our sonship, our daughtership, and to enter into that love and to enjoy him. I love the Westminster Catechism that, that speaks of that, but the chief purpose of man is to, uh, is to glorify God and is to enjoy him forever. Mm. And and what a beautiful expression to enjoy him. And the enjoyment of God is the love connection, his love for us, our love for him, and that unity that we call abiding.
0: Mm.
1: Well, I think um, I'm, I'm thinking about this idea that love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and there's another place in the scripture where it says, like okay, because somebody may be saying, "Well, how do we love him?" I mean, how how do you know if you're loving if you love God? And I think you would say, Rocky, the verse that says, "You know you love him if you obey his commandments." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And and uh, and we're actually about to start a uh, a fifty day deal because there's a you found a little resource that shows fifty commandments. Because the yeah. question is, what what commandments
2: you yeah know, do, you, do you have to
1: follow? And and so there's fifty commandments Jesus actually gave from his mouth that he would like us to follow. So we're going to put one of those out there every day for 50 days leading up to Easter and let people journal on them. And we're encouraging people to not only journal, but share their thoughts on our Slack you know, channel that where you can kind of share your, your discussion thoughts and everything. But, uh, but how do you see that all connecting Rocky?
2: Well, okay. Uh, what did Jesus say about his commandments? He says, he who has my commandments and keeps them, he is who loves me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I will love him. And, and so, and the love of the father, he, he will receive. So the point being is that what are his commandments? He said that they're not, they're not, they're not waiting. They're not things to weigh you down like they were dealing with, with legalism. They're not, they're not to try to, to create in you a, a legalistic perspective and, and perspective of God or legalistic perspective of his love for you. That is the unfathomable understanding about unconditional love called grace. But his commandments are not cumbersome or, or make us weary, but his commandments actually is a map that takes us deeper into our relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, I I, I will tell you, I doubt that I will see one commandment out of that fifty when I review them uh, daily and I journal through them. I doubt that there will be one that I won't say, "Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that now." Because I think that it, it if you if you read the gospel, if you read any of the gospels, all the gospels, uh, and then if you get the narratives that come from uh, Paul and 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 others and John, who looking back and and, and speaking in their letters about the good news of Jesus Christ. And they will repeat some of those commandments. But the point being is that those commandments were, they were all relational. They Mm. were helping people to understand how God loves them and how to enter into that deeper relationship with him. And as I began to think about that, I said, well, I, I, I can maybe recall two or three or four or five, but I know I've seen them all. So I'm looking forward to just sitting down with each one of those commandments that we pick up, and I'm going to journal through it. Now, here's an example that he, he gave to his disciples. He said, love one another.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? He said, love one another. By this, others will know you, and know me through you. So here's the point is that I'm going to look at that, and I'm going to say, okay, uh, this is what it's saying. Here's the thought convey. How does this apply to my life? Am I loving co-laborers because those men were co-laborers with each other?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Am I loving you, Brian? Am I loving our staff? Am I loving our board? People that are very close to the to this to this ministry as co-laborers. Am I loving you like Christ wants me to love you? Mm. Am I concerned about you? Am I nurturing you? am i am i concerned about your family what can i do to be more obedient to what i think god is saying to me about this aspect of loving a co-laborer mm-hmm. and that's only one is mm-hmm.
1: well in the uh in in that that's a great example because that's embedded in this verse i just read right he says the second command is you know, like it, love your neighbor as yourself, you know, and yeah. and that wasn't, and that one wasn't in the first, in the 10 commandments. The first one pretty much was love the Lord, your God, you know, is kind of embedded in the, the 10 commandments, but not love your neighbor as yourself as much. I mean, it's, there's a lot of uh, commandments about how you deal with other people, you know, yeah. but, uh, but um, well, yeah. yeah so it's, God seems to care about that. He seems to care about not only yeah. loving him, but also loving others, obviously.
2: Well, lo- loving our neighbor, uh, Brian, uh, in- it would encapsulate the other commandments. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, do not murder. Okay, well, that's <laughs> okay, there you go. You- you're not going to murder yourself. You're going to love yourself not to murder yourself. You know, mm-hmm. don't covet. Don't do this. Don't do that. You're talking about other people. Don't covet his wife. Don't covet his horse. Don't covet his, don't do the, don't envy you know, the things that are in there basically are horizontally driven mm-hmm. about uh, the people that we live with. And if we could love people in a way that is equal to the way we love ourselves, most of the time, then we're going to get along pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, there are some people that have a lot of self-loathing, yeah. and uh, and that that's kind of a condition that... You might even be seeing more of that nowadays than ever before, self-loathing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I think that that might be one of the things that happens, a hindrance that gets into our, our lives, especially Christians who really want to be as close to God as possible. And they tend toward being a little legalistic about it. They're trying to figure out what I need to do next to get him to love me more. And and they have a hard time really embracing what it means to just be loved because he is, that's the way he loves. Mm-hmm. We always try to attach something to it that helps us understand it. But you know, the, the mystery of God is that we believe, but we don't necessarily understand all about it. He reveals things as we go, but we've got to be committed to just trusting him and believing, even though we don't understand sometimes. And one thing God has spoken to me about, Brian, about love, was uh, the aspect of when he talks about uh, love my wife, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Him. So what kind of love is that, that, that Jesus would love me? Because I'm in the church. What, what kind of love does he have that he gives me? Do I really understand that? Because actually, that's what I'm being told to do to my wife is to give her that same type of love. And we know that is a sacrificial love. We know that that is an unconditional love. We know that that is a grace love. When we stop to think how I'm loved by God through Jesus Christ, and then I'm told, okay, now I want you to love your wife the same way. Well, we say, that might be impossible. Mm. And you know, the truth is it is impossible, Mm -hmm. but it is possible. You see, it's impossible for me as a man or you as a man to will it, to make it happen just by the act of our will. There are too many moving parts in that aspect, but what makes it possible is the love relationship that we have with Christ in the abiding relationship. And he, in turn, is able to love through us. He is able to love our wife in that unconditional manner if we are in that love connection with him in the abiding relationship. And the reason I say that is that it says the, the fruit of the Spirit is first love. Through the spirit is the personality, the characteristics of the spirit, the spirit's characteristics, the care, the spirit's love is will become a fruit of our life as we abide in a love relationship with him. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: yeah, And I, I, the other day I was telling you that uh, about my conversation with Missy, because, you know, we're going through that marriage study and uh, the question came up of, you know, can you love your spouse unconditionally? and and missy was thinking about how she loves our kids unconditionally and that seems easy for her to love them unconditionally but when she thought about loving me she loves me but she started thinking about does she love me unconditionally like if i did something to really hurt her would would she still be able to love me and and i said well i think the way i read scripture he's asking us to love our <laughs> love us unconditionally because of that verse you just quoted love yes. your wives as I love you basically, you know, as Christ loves the church. So, um, so we had a great conversation about it, you know, and, uh, so I told her she had to.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: well, well, here, here, here is the, uh, here, here's, here's what she's uh, saying. And I think that this is very true. You see, there is a volitional love, uh, um, that, uh, that we give, you know, sometimes we 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 love somebody and we don't necessarily want to, but we show them our love. You know, we have to separate sometimes. That I can love somebody and not like them, and I think that happens <laughs> oftentimes with our children. <laughs> huh? like, I love you, but I don't like you right now, and 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 but but you know I'm going to love you anyway. So that's a volitional love, but the kind of love that Missy um, was saying is that. I can't give that kind of love you're talking about, and I, I'm agreeing, agreeing with it. Is that I, I can't either? I can't give that unconditional love that is is impossible for me as a man to do. But it is possible if if I my, by proximity with Christ, my close proximity to Christ, that which He can do is able to be done through me. Have you ever? Have you ever? found yourself uh, watching yourself sometimes do something that is almost as an observer, as you're observing things that are going on and you're just saying, you know, this is, this is kind of surreal here. Mm-hmm. You know, how how am I able to give this kind of love in this situation when everything in me as a man or as a father or as a husband or as a friend rebels? How is it that I'm able to give this kind of love? Mm. And I believe it's because in that moment, we are seeing how the Holy Spirit and our relationship with him makes it his way to the surface of our life. And that which is impossible for us to do, he does for us.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not natural. It's supernatural. That's exactly (laughs) right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then, of course, it maybe goes without saying that the first fruit of the spirit listed in Galatians 5.22 is love. Right. You know and, and even in Paul in his famous love letter, 1 Corinthians 13, says the greatest of all is love. You know, there's faith, hope and love, but the greatest of all is love. Yeah. Um, you
2: know, it's interesting when you are in 1 Corinthians 13, because there's an attachment to that uh, about love. And, and he says, without love. Uh, and he starts listening. To several spiritual gifts, everything from you know uh, uh, speaking in tongues to to, to knowledge to uh, to signs and wonders to mysteries. All the things that we t- typically would identify with some of the spiritual gifts. The gift of martyrs, another one. The gift of uh, you know several different gifts are listed there. If you want to look at First Corinthians thirteen, you'll understand what he's saying. But basically, he's saying. That they, they, they will not be able to be effective without the kind of love that you're talking about here, that Christ like love, that unconditional love. So we have to now attach it because, again, uh, he's not saying volitional love here, Brian. He's not saying you got to do this kind of love if you want this, this, uh, this gift to work. It's not what he's saying. I believe with all in my heart, he's saying you won't be able to unless the fruit of the Spirit is operational in your life. Mm-hmm. And the fruit of the spirit is operational in your life only when you abide in Him. Because mm-hmm. He said it, if you abide in Me, you will bear fruit. And so that's why we say all the time that, listen, we can discover our spiritual gifts. We can take profiles and we get an idea pretty close to how we're gifted. But those gift, gifts won't be effective. They will be frustrated mm-hmm. if they're not delivered with love, with the Peace with joy, the fruit of the spirit, and so anyway, it it, it frustrates and debilitates many things that are, are Christ like expressions through our life without love.
1: Well, you know, and, and kind of a related thought uh in that verse that, that where he gave that you know the great com- great commandment, it's the Pharisees that were asking him questions, you know, and I love that that, that little last sentence kind of kept, captures me where he says on these two commandments depend all the law and all the prophets. So I think these guys were really good about trying to follow the law to the letter of the law and the prophecies and all that. But I think it's pretty clear they didn't have love. You know, they yeah. they they were holding, you know, holding everything above people's heads and all that. And and you know i've I've heard some people go the other extreme and they say that, oh, the Old Testament doesn't even matter, you know all the you know all that matters is the red letters you know or what Jesus said in the New Testament, and I said, no, he didn't come to abolish the law, he said he came to fulfill the law and so so when we when we think about all the things in the Old testament all that all that was important, but we just have to filter it all through love, I think and and then then we'll want to obey the law. You know, then we're going to want to do it because it's a, it's an act of worship or an act of love for the Lord to try to yeah. live our lives right. And, you know, it's not about just following all the rules, you know, and, and getting an A+. It's about just loving. And as we love, we will be more obedient, I guess. Yeah. Does that make any sense?
2: Yes, it does. And, you know, concerning the Old Testament, New Testament, it, it, Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all Scripture... Is God-breed mm-hmm. and is profitable for teaching, correction, and instruction in righteousness. Now, he was writing that letter to Timothy. He was not reading uh, the gospel of, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John here. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the scriptures that go back to the Old Testaments yeah. and then the ones that were being now written in the gospels that were repeating what Jesus said and then the letters that follow. So the point being is that anybody who would exclude the Old Testament must have to also exclude the New Testament. You can't mm-hmm. just pick and choose. But here's the, here's the big deal. I think a lot of people want to exclude that which they can't understand. But
0: mm-hmm. I
2: think if they, will, if, they will, if they will understand this, that we have a very limited view of all that God is and all that God can do and all that God has done. It's a mysterious view. And if we wait till we understand it, then you know we're gonna be lagging behind all the time. And the best thing we can do is accept the truth that there are many things in the scriptures that I do not understand, but I believe them to be true. I believe them to be God inspired. I don't understand and I pray that God will reveal to me the mysteries. and. And honestly, Brian, I'll be 77 next month. And the thing that I can tell you is that he continues to reveal mysteries as long as we will continue to seek him. Because mm-hmm. there's more for us to understand about him and his ways. Mm.
1: Well, so with our remaining time, let's, let's kind of try tie all this back into our what we always talk about, which is abiding in Christ you know and what yeah. you know that that i mean i i I've, I've often said in my to myself and other people that when when the world gets too complicated or or i or life gets too complicated i can always come back to center and for me the center is just love god and love others but you you might say get back to center by just abiding in christ yeah. uh, i mean but how does this all connect with abiding i know we talk about it a lot but let's just talk about that at the end here
2: I think about these infomercials sometimes you go there and they have every, every way they can say selling a product. They can it. I mean, it's over and over and over and over and over and over. I mean, you see some old evangelists that are now they've gone to an infomercial ministry, so to speak. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes I think I'm, we sound like an infomercial because we're always talking about abiding. But here's the deal. We're not asking for anything. Right, we are we want you to get the treasure. Okay. You know, we we feel compelled to share that truth because of what it has done, not only to our lives but to the lives of the many people who are learning learning to understand that that has been one of the most forgotten secrets in in the Gospels. When Jesus said, "Abide in me, and you will bear fruit. And apart from me, you will not bear fruit." Mm-hmm. And if that, and that is so clear, and if it is that clear and it is that important, then it needs to be a center focus of our life. In fact, as a Christian, living my life out for the rest of my life, I am completely centered in the right way, the right framework, looking at people and looking at God and looking at myself, and trying to live this life in the, in, in a in a way, that honors him and brings him glory and I am centered in that one thing. How is my soul? Mm-hmm. Am I abiding with him with no hindrances? Mm-hmm. Cause that's to me is the answer for all the things that I feel like God would want me to do in the area of love and everything
1: else. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that making sure there's no hindrances. And I think, I think, a related thing is what we put in the what you put in the journey of the inner chamber, which was the the words over the door to the inner chamber. If if you want to enter into that close proximity with Christ, you yeah. have to go into it with personal abandonment and absolute trust. Yeah. And and so what what you know what does that mean to abandon all yourself, you know, put yeah. yourself behind and to totally walk into him with trust. Well, I'll tell you one
2: thing, Brian. It's not a one-and-done thing. Yeah. And I think that that most people would like to say that it's a it's an area of achievement. And therefore it's a, you know, you got to that point. Now you don't have to repeat it. You know, it's been done. Now I don't have to work my way anymore. No, it's not that way. It's it's walking into a fellowship with him that is unhindered, and then continuing to walk with him in an unhindered fellowship. And along the way. He's going to be revealing more and more things lovingly that that might stand in the way. That's why he says, if if you're abiding, you will be pruned. Mm -hmm. And and pruning is part of fruit bearing. And and it's part of being in a right relationship with him. You will be pruned. But the pruning is so that we can get go deeper with him Mm -hmm. and so that we can bear more fruit as a
1: result of going
2: deeper with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing I like is um, I've led 17 groups and I've see, I've started to see it myself with my own eyes. I've started to see the fruit of the spirit in happen in some of the guys. And yeah. and some sometimes the guys, their wives are seeing stuff and they don't even see it in themselves. And I think that's the most beautiful is when they don't even realize it. It, like, and you kind of said it earlier when you you have an experience where you're almost outside of yourself, you don't even, you can't even believe that you're, mm. it's you, <laughs> you know. And, and, uh, and he he gives us little ghosts of that every once in a while just to encourage us, I think. Uh, he doesn't want us to, he doesn't want it to go to our head or get the big head like we're holy saints. But at the same time, um, he just wants us to be like him and walk, walk in humility and walk in love. And, and, it, and, it, and that's what draws people to Christ is that kind of life.
2: Yeah. And authenticity. Yeah. Uh, people want to, want to know, you know, tell me, show me, actually don't tell me, show me, show me why Jesus is, is so important to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, now it's, it's almost like trying to explain, you know, love for our wife or any, anybody who's a close person. How do you, how do you really explain love, um, uh, except just, uh, it's at the center of your life, you know. Mm-hmm. It's 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 part of who I am. This love that I have for this person, and this person for me, and of course, this relationship we have with the Lord, with God Almighty, our Creator. Uh, we, I, I believe that we're only beginning to enter into that love. I think that when we, when we pass from this life into the next, I think that it's going to be. So much more that's going to be we're invited to or going to realize in in, in our being uh, some things that we were hindered by limited by before i I believe that it's going to be a saturation of a love relationship with him for eternity hmm. and i and i and I don't think we'll get tired of it either. and I yeah. think it will include a lot of things that. He has created, and things that he's shown us about himself, shown us about his creation. I mean, how how how, how many times have you not looked at a beautiful sunset or a or a, a, a picturesque place or, or or something that that you just don't take time to look at? You just pass by it as if you've got something else more important to do. Busy, 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 busy. But how often? Has it been now since you've begun to abide in Christ that you slow down and you begin to look at Mm -hmm. things that you didn't look at before? That's right. You began to look at the creation God has shown you. And you're not only seeing with your eyes, but now you're seeing with your heart Mm -hmm. It's giving you emotions that are driven by our love relationship with him to open us up, to see things around us. Even people, even people that could even be enemies, that we can see through that and we can see victims in many ways mm-hmm. that are doing things that come because of wounds in their past. We see things that we would not normally see because he teaches us how to see. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's his love that does that. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and as we close here, Rocky, I think there's probably at least one person out there listening to this who needs to know that God loves them. They need to know God. And, you know, that's not in question. You know, that that's a constant. That's a fact that there's no there's no <laughs> he, he just is. He can't help. He can't help but love us. He is love. And he just loves us so much. And we just need to catch up to that fact and love him back and then yeah. love others in response. You know, so I'm sure there's somebody who needs to know that today that that their father in heaven loves them. He created them. He delights in them. He has great plans for them. He wants so much more than what they're even letting him do through their life. You know, if they could just just get in sync with him and let him love them and and love them back. It's, there's so much treasure awaiting, like you said. So, well, Brian, the, getting back to the man that we talked
2: about at the beginning of this program. Yeah. Uh, I feel that the answer with him is the same answer that I found myself. And that is, I began to understand better about the grace of God and how the grace of God uh, is something that I don't earn and something that is generated because of who he is. And then when I began to read these uh, admonitions about letting that grace from him flow through me, um, I was quick to try to allow that because I knew it was connected to him and I knew it pleased him and I wanted that grace to flow through me to to Sally but uh, along the way I discovered that the last person that I was willing to allow that grace to flow through was to me that I would be willing to love myself as Christ loves me because I think that what he was saying to me is that Son, I give you my grace, and I want you to give yourself my grace. I want you to give yourself permission to receive my grace completely, fully. Don't hinder it. Don't hold back. Let me love you, and let me show you how to love yourself. And when you do that, you will understand how to love Sally mm-hmm. and how to love others. And I do believe our friend, if he will go down that path, that he'll find what he's looking for. Yeah, that's right. Amen.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Rocky. I think our time is up for this podcast, but uh, I want to remind everybody out there to be looking for our, uh, our 50 commandments of Jesus uh, uh, kind of emails that are going to come out every day and and on social media. So you can just join us in uh, this little exploration about, how do we how do we show that we love Jesus by following his commandments? What are those commandments and, and journaling through those and talking about those, meditating on those? It's going to be a great, great exercise leading up to Easter. Absolutely. And start Saturday. Is that correct? Yeah, I think we're starting it out Saturday. So be looking okay. for, on your emails for that and, uh, and also on social media. And on, if you're not part of our Slack community, it's open to all influencers. And uh, we'll have some information on there where you can join that, too, so you can make some comments and connect with influencers all around the country. So if you want to check out other podcasts we've done, go to our website, influencers.org. There's also lots of guide resources and videos and other things for you to to help you in your journey groups and in your own discipleship. But uh, all right, well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig, and uh, I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.